Good morning, listeners. Welcome to Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. I'm your host, Pamela Staten, and I'd like to dedicate today's podcast to Dana. Uh, She's a new acquaintance, and I just feel really good about the things that uh, we are going to accomplish together. Praise Him. Alleluia. Let us pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. And just a few messages from trusting God day by day. Psalm 32 verse 8. I the Lord will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you, but not like the horse or the mule which lack understanding, which must have their mouths held firm with a bit and bridle, or else they will not come to you. Listeners, trust in him and ask God um, what he has done for you to obey. So don't stubbornly refuse him and just trust that he knows best. I recommend that you choose to follow Christ. Amen. 1 John chapter 3, verse 22. And we receive him whatever we ask, because we watchfully obey his orders, observe his suggestions and injunctions, follow his plan for us, and habitually practice what is pleasing to him. Love it. So trust in him and stop struggling and striving to get something from God. Stop getting and start receiving because he wants to bless you. Trust God and receive by faith what you have already asked for. Proverbs 16, verse 18. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before fall. Trust in him. You don't always have to be right. Pray and commit to trust that who God has made you to be and his love for you is more valuable than the confidence or pride that comes from being right. And Proverbs 12, verse 18, There are those who speak rashly, like the piercing of a sword, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. So trust in him and stop trying to convince yourself, your friends, your spouse of something in order to change them or because you want to be right. If you want to enjoy a trouble-free, harmonious relationship, stop trying to control people and just be quiet. Trust God to take care of any and all situations 
that you find yourself in. Let me repeat that. Stop trying to control people and be quiet. Trust God to take care of any and all situations you find yourself in. Amen. Psalm 133 verse 1. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the dew of the Mount Hermon and the dew that comes from the hills of Zion. For there the Lord has commanded the blessing, even life forevermore upon the high and the lowly. Trust in him. Think about your relationships. Make sure that you see in them that anything that might be hindering the flow of God's blessing in your life. Because God wants you to live in unity and to be blessed. You can trust him to help you get your life on track, but you have to be willing to do your part and you have to keep peace and unity. Amen. There are four principles for successful daily living. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 10 says, For let him who wants to enjoy life and see good days keep his tongue free from evil and his lips from guile. Let him turn away from wickedness and shun it and let him do it right. Let him search for peace and seek it eagerly. We are to keep our tongue from evil. God's word states clearly the power of life and death is in the mouth. We can bring blessing or misery into our lives with our words. When we speak rashly, we often get into arguments. So choose your words carefully. Number two, we are to turn away from wickedness. We must take action to remove ourselves from wickedness or from a wicked environment. Amen. The action we must take could mean altering our friendships. It could even mean loneliness for a period of time. But you can always, always trust God to be with you. Number three of our four specific principles For those who want to enjoy a good life, number three is to do right. The decision to do right must follow the decision to stop doing wrong. Both are definite choices. Repentance is twofold. It requires turning away from sin and turning to righteousness. And number four, search for peace. Notice that we must search for it, pursue it, go after it. We cannot merely desire peace without any accompanying action, but we must desire peace with action. We need to search for peace in our relationship with God and in our relationship with others. We have to live by these principles 
and our relationships will improve. Our health will improve. Our attitude will improve. All areas of our life will improve. Amen. So let's trust in him, listeners. These four principles we need to work on. We're going to focus on one area at a time. And we're going to trust God to give us the power for breakthrough so that we can enjoy everyday life. Amen. Remember that God wants to take care of you. If you choose to put your faith, your trust and confidence in ourselves, we will quickly learn that self-care does not produce supernatural results. We're going to wear ourselves out mentally, emotionally, and physically trying to take care of ourselves instead of casting our care on God and trusting him to take care of us. Because of the sexual and emotional abuse that some people experienced as a child at the hands of people who should not have been taking care of them, They didn't understand that God is in control and that when we do self-care, we only add to the problems in our relationships in life. The book of James clearly shows us how strife comes in as we try to provide for ourselves instead of trusting God. What leads to strife and discord and feuds? How do conflicts and quarrels and fightings originate? They don't arise from your sensual desires. Are you jealous? Do you covet what others have? If you are, your desires are gonna go unfilled. To hate is to murder as far as your heart is concerned, okay? You burn with envy and anger and are not able to obtain the gratification, the contentment, and the happiness that you genuinely seek. So you fight and you're at war. And you don't have listeners because you don't ask. When you feel frustrated, it's usually because you're trying to do what only God can do. Hmm. Interesting. Retire from self-care and start trusting God more. Ask God for what you want and need and then trust that he will give it to you in his own way and in his timing. As long as we practice self-care, we are not letting God fully take care of us the way that he wants to. Think about the areas in your life that you are not trusting God with. 
You got to thank him for wanting to take care of you. And then you got to ask him to help you to put your trust in him. Amen. I'm preaching now. Oh, yes, I am. Stay right there. Be right back. So many sources of news are vying for our attention. The anchor person tells us wars in our midst or just over the horizon. The radio broadcasts the latest shooting. The meteorologist warns of the next hurricane, the next drought, the next earthquake, the next flood, the next snowstorm. The newspaper reports the latest police news. The cell phone updates us on the terrorist level. The neighbor reports on the breakup of a couple around the corner. And before you know it, listeners, we are suffocating in a barrage of bad news. Well, God says, take a break. A cheerful disposition is good for your health. Gloom and doom leave you bone tired. Put the TV on mute. Shut off the radio. Forget about the weather. Recycle the paper. Power down on your phone. Shut your front door. And then listeners, watch a comedy show or a movie, or something that will give you genuine belly laughs. Allow God's gift of laughter to heal you, to lift you out of your stress and into his holy joy. Get yourself a godly guffaw. Pray with me. Lord, I am stuck in bad news rut. Help me hone in on your healing joy. Amen. What a great idea to go and hear some comedy as much as we love to laugh, right? And Matthew chapter 13 verse 22 says, The seed planted among thorn bushes is another person who hears the word. But the worries of life and the deceitful pleasure of riches choke the word so that it can't produce anything. Jesus tells us a parable about a farmer who sows seed. The seed that fell on the earth is grabbed up by birds, which is considered the evil one. The seed sown on the rocky ground quickly withers when the sun scorches it. And these are the people of little faith who lost their way when troubles came. The seeds that fell among the thorns got choked out. And these are the people who allowed the cares of the world and worries about money to choke God's word out of their life, making them unfruitful. Your goal is to give your worries to God. Do not focus on the treasures of this world. 
grow on God's word, allowing it to build you up. Then you'll be the fruitful seed, yielding more crops than you ever thought possible. Let me repeat. Your goal is to give your worries to God. Do not focus on the treasures of this world. Grow on God's word, allowing it to build you up, allowing it to build you up. And then you'll be the fruitful seed, yielding more crops than you ever thought possible. God's waiting listeners, you gotta bloom where he has planted you. Amen. Pray with me. Help me bear fruit for you, Lord, as I let go of my worries and take up your word. Amen. Amen. Let's pray from a spectacle of glory. Lord Jesus, I run to you right now. I've had enough of trying to hide. As best as I know how, I open my life, my thoughts, my words, and my actions to your inspection. Forgive me, heal me, and pray because I need you today more than ever. Amen. Stay right there. We'll be right back. Get ready for God to whisper in your ear. Okay, listeners, give your full attention. I know that you are desperate and in need of direction. I know that your brokenness challenges your faith in more ways than you could ever have imagined. I know that my silence disheartens you, but know that I have not abandoned you. I have not forgotten you and I care for you more than you will ever know. I know you grow more desperate in the times of waiting, but be assured that I will answer your every prayer in my perfect timing. This is the opportunity to trust me even as your soul cries out for mercy. Going through difficulties is never easy, but it does build your faith in greater ways than a way out of your troubles. My delays should not disappoint you. I will arrive exactly on time. My desire is to bring you into a new intimacy with myself. I only ask that you keep seeking me, assured that I will answer you. I will reward your faith beyond all you can dare to hope or imagine. When I am silent, trust me more than you want to, and your faith will bring about my most revealing presence and unlimited power in your life. Amen. John chapter 11, verse 40. If you believe, 
you will see the glory of God. Amen. Listeners, we need Christian friendship. Friendships are divine blessings in our lives. Adversity also often, excuse me, brings us face to face with our need to associate with a different set of people. Perhaps we need to sever ties with others. Perhaps we need new friends. Perhaps we need to align ourselves more closely with only Christian believers. God made us for fellowship and communication with other human beings and with himself. None of us were designed to go it alone. We need other people and they need us. At times, we do make unwise associations. We choose the wrong friend. We choose the wrong employer, the wrong partner, the wrong employee, and inevitably, our bad choices bring us adversity. David and Jonathan in the Bible provide us with a very good model for true friendship. Jonathan's love for his friend caused him to act in several specific ways. He warned David of possible danger. He spoke well of David, even to a person who considered David an enemy and who was angry with Jonathan for having David as a friend. We've all experienced that. He sought to do what David needed him to do. He risked his life in defending David. And he helped David escape death. You can read all of this in Samuel, or 1 Samuel, chapter 19. Jonathan voiced one of the greatest statements of friendship in the Bible when he said to David, go in peace since we both sworn in the name of the Lord, saying, may the Lord be between you and me and between your descendants and my descendants forever. Now that's friendship. Paul describes Christian friendship in what we have to come to call the love chapter of the Bible. And that's 1 Corinthians 13. He describes Christian friendship as patient, kind, and humble, as polite, selfless, unruffled, and positive as magnanimous, rooted in truth, supportive, hopeful, and enduring. 
Such love never fails, listeners. And such friendships are divine blessings in our lives. God's rich rewards to us on this earth is a good friendship. No Christian has ever been called to go it alone in his or her walk of faith. Remember that friendships are divine blessings in our lives. And I am grateful for every single one of my friendships. Amen. Thank you for coming to pray with me today. We got these blessings started, so they're just pouring down on us. Yes, listeners, we've changed. Our hearts are bigger than they've ever been. We're obedient to God. He knows it. He's blessing us. He's watching us. He is happy with us. Come back tomorrow. Let's do it again. Bye for now. Visit Anchor dot fm forward slash pamela hyphen m hyphen staten forward slash support